Welcome to the Lifelong Podcast. I'm Coach Molly from Three Pines Leadership. I'm your host. This is the Lifelong Podcast. I'm so happy you're here. (laughs) One day I'll figure out a better intro. I promise. I promise. Until then, though, we're sticking to this. But let me know. Connect with me on social media. Uh, Twitter at Coach Molly on Instagram at Three Pines Leadership. Let me know what I should say in my intro if you have suggestions. I haven't figured that one out. Uh, This is the Lifelong Podcast available on all of your favorite podcast platforms. And if you like video, find us on YouTube at Three Pines Leadership. All right, everyone, enough with this. Enough with this. It's time to actually get into what we're going to talk about this episode. I want to introduce you to another speaker. But have you you ever um, like worked with someone who you're like, oh, this person's really cool. I really enjoy like working with this person. They're really good at their job. We get along great in a work relationship. But really, you have no idea um, about what goes on outside of work. Well, this is what happened to me. So I've worked with this person for years and we connect. Uh, we don't work in the same building, but we work uh, for the same kind of organization. Uh, we work on the same kinds of projects together, but we're connected only virtually um, and not like video virtually, literally like an email here and there uh, kind of thing. And I've always wondered, how can I get in? How can I get to know this person more? How can I get to know this person better? Because every time I'm in the same room as this person, I feel lifted up. I feel energized. So I know there's something there. And every time I talk to this person about things that aren't work related, I feel inspired to change the world. And every time I talk to this person about work related things, I know that we can get there. I know that we can change the world. So I want to introduce you to another amazing speaker that came by the Mindset and Impact Virtual Summit. Oh, so this woman I I worked with, I worked with her and I connected to her. I had this feeling while I was working on the summit. I had this feeling inside of me that said I just needed to reach out and connect with her. Just tell her this crazy idea I was having, this wild project I was working on and see if see if it resonates with her. And and it definitely did. Our next speaker is Sombra Maradan, and she is just amazing. She's going to tell you about embracing change. Because if you want to change the world, if you want to bounce back, if you want to find resiliency, you have to be uncomfortable with change. You have to be comfortable with the uncomfortable, I should say. You have to be, you have to be ready to take on and embrace the, the cra- crazy things that life throws at us. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna just throw it over to uh, to the conversation I had uh, with Sombra, a life coach and inspiring uh, inspiring woman, Sombra Maradan. So here's the conversation we had at the Mindset and Impact Virtual Summit. Well, I, love I, I hope I didn't confuse, but again, people can realize the beauty about watching replays and doing all of that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I love that you bring up the, the like animalistic kind of brain and the idea of what happens in our brains when we're scared. So we talk a lot about the, creating those neural pathways and being able to have control over that and, mm-hmm. and tools and tips to rewire those networks in our brain. 
Yes. And it's true that when we're under fear, the, the blood leaves our brain, our brains actually slow down and parts, the top part of our brain, the big human part of our brain actually shuts down and it, all of that power is left in the, the animalistic inside of our brains. And so when we're scared, we go back to what is like our subconscious pretty much. Yes. So when we're, when we're conscious, when we're, we're present in the, in the moment, when we're present in our bodies, we can say, all right, well, I'm, I'm, I recognize my emotion right now is being fear. Now I'm going to take a step back and I'm going to look at what it is. And just like you, you mentioned in your talk, it is what it is. So I'm going to take an unbiased look at that and I'm going to step outside of myself and I'm going to say, all right, what do I see happening around me? Yeah. What do I hear happening around me? Who else is involved in this and how can their perspectives maybe be different than mine? So you start to kind of see the complexities of it and you start to realize you're not the center of this. There's, there's so much more that's going on that you don't have control over. Yes. So when we're in that present moment, when we are mindful of our thoughts, we're then able to, to create and have control over that rewiring of our brain. Yes. So that when we reach fear state, those habits have been ingrained into our subconscious. That's why we need to do this on a daily basis. It's like eat for yourself the same way you feed yourself, you drink water. Yeah. This is stuff that you do to feed the, the, the mindset, to feed the body. Uh, so the subconscious, you're feeding and creating these tools so that it can tap into it. And again, the amygdala, until it's calmed down, it's hard to get into that, that resource. Yeah. So the tools that I was talking about being present, it calms that amygdala down. The questions you ask, it's like you're almost questioning and saying, really, are you for real right now? Are you really telling me the truth? So you almost are like coming to a point and stopping it and saying, you know what? And if that, the stopping doesn't work, you actually make a, you negotiate with that reptile brain, with that toddler and say, you know what? Okay, let me make a deal with you. Give me about 10, 15 minutes. I just need to focus on just calming myself down because I just want to take, like, we will get to you in just a moment. And I usually, this is an analogy I use, and I've taught this with my coach, where you pack it on a shelf. You even visualize that shelf and where it's sitting and actually put it there and say, I will be right back with you. The mind just wants to know you're going to do something about it so it doesn't die. So you don't die. So it just wants to, okay, all right, okay, fine. Do what you got to do, but we just want to make sure like you're on it, like you're going to figure out something, but you, it's like almost like it, you, it, the brain doesn't talk to the, the subconscious. Like it, you can't get to those resources if you're on fight or flight. Like, or fright. like you have to calm it for you to get to those resources. Now, once you get to those resources, this is where the work that you're doing now presently is recording that. It's recording. And the more you practice, as you said, I love how you said it, it's daily, whether you're in going through change or not, you're doing this as part of your ritual, your routine. Every day, you're setting an hour every morning. If it's just the morning, start with that. Every morning you commit to it. And we're going to go into self-love now. We're going to go into all. It's all about that. It's all about this one hour is about me actually sitting and going internally into my body and hearing and visiting that area. Visiting how, oh, I, I'm hearing grumblings and my heart's beating. Wow, that's interesting. You're literally going in and getting, you're connecting with yourself. The more you're connected, the more you're able to tap into anything that you need in there. You're, the more you can actually create the healing that needs to happen. 
But when you're disconnected, when you're in that state where you're looking, you're outside of your own body, that's when you feel out of control. Can you imagine in a row and you're like, you don't know how to control it. How can you not be scared? How can you not be, you know, so you start to panic and you, and, and, and now it looks like you're start to yelling at, you start yelling at people. You start to scream at people. Uh, you fight with your family members. Everyone's a, your enemy. Uh, you know, you know, it's not like we say, well, we're not in the jungle. We're not, but yeah, maybe that was more like running away from it. But now you're fighting or you're angry or you're, you're getting physical, whatever the case is. But that's all a part of because there's your instinct, your, your animal instinct, the animal brain is stepping in because it thinks you're going to die. Yeah. So and it's, it's, not, it's a lot like change is is scary changes something new is happening to us our animal brains our animal brains are freaking out and they're like oh no something new that might kill me that's how our brains are wired we are animals but now we have the ability to go all right is this going to kill me and the answer should be no right it's that is that reality check question yeah you're like literally bringing it to calm and you're saying you know what really i'm not gonna die and that's where the evidence comes in where you look at past experiences you're telling the mind look we survived that too this was something very similar oh okay all right so we're not in panic mode anymore okay we can chill a bit okay but what are you going to do about it don't worry. So that's when the present moment comes in and you're building that resilience. So it now becomes where, oh, okay, this is not a fear anymore. We can move on. It doesn't care what's right, what's wrong, what the story is. It just knows that if I'm in danger, we're going to do what we need to do as a body. If I'm not, then we're going to go back into and get everything fired up again. Meaning your digestive system comes back into running. Your, your, you know, we're all back in chill. But the issue that we have right now is that there's so much, especially going on in this world right now, it's so much change that our bodies, if you're not resilient to it, you're firing up consistently. And that is taking a toll on the body to the point where it becomes automatic now, where you're now like wondering, and this is where people say, well, I'm constantly feeling my heart beating and the anxiety is consistently, but I'm not afraid. Why am I feeling anxiety? And it's because it's become, it's like you turn on a switch and it broke and you can't turn it off again. You can't turn it off at that moment. So it's now doing the work and working with a support system and working with a healer and working with going and getting the the help that you need. Uh, Because this didn't happen overnight. This happened over time. So doing the work now, we're in a time where we have resources, we have access to so much information you have no excuse to say, I did not have the tools to be able to help myself. Like, stop just right now saying, you know what? Like everyone else that's going through change, someone has a similar story to that. Everyone's faced someone who's died in their family. Everyone's faced someone who's broken their hearts, whether it's a family member, whether it's a a boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever it is. Everyone's faced something because that's part of human nature because that's how we, we learn and we build tools. These are on purpose. We have to know how to deal with situations. So it puts us in those experiences so that we can build the tools for it. Do you see how you've embraced that change where, you know what, even if I'm in it, not that you want to attract more of that, oh, I need more tools. No, no, it's anytime you go through it, you, are cre- you have the tools to be able to survive. So if you do go through it, you're, you will get out of it. And preparing your mindset ahead of time, saying, I am going to be supported no matter what, because I have the tools and the resilience to deal with it. It feels scary that, oh my God, what if this happens? But then you stop that and say, cancel, cancel, cancel. And then you 
stay present and you go, oh, beautiful trees, beautiful weather. Oh my goodness, I feel amazing. Because what's real is now. Not the past, not the future. Real is right this moment. As me and you looking, I'm looking at your face, this is real. The one minute ago also passed. I can't go back and change that, <laughs> right? So, so this is the practice that you're doing with you, with you, within your son. I think you said someone was gonna talk about resiliency and all that, that that's gonna play a big part in actually creating, because it is, it, is, it, is, it is how we basically live on purpose and, and, and a fulfilled life. It's how we step above being an animal on this planet and become yeah. human. And yes. I think that's the beautiful thing about being humans. As animals, we, our brains are wired for fear because we're protecting ourselves from dying or from predators, et cetera, et cetera. And as you've said, like the, our brains fire up the same way if we're being chased by a tiger or we're late for a meeting. That, yeah. same, that anxiety and that stress looks the same in the human body. But the difference is we don't have control over a tiger running at us. Right. We have control over how we approach that meeting, how we approach all of that stress around us. And it is, it's, a, it's like working out. If you're going to build muscles and you want to build physical strength, you work at it every day. You, just, you don't just show up at the gym and lift one weight and go, all right, I'm going to beat Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, you work on it every single day. Some days are going to be easier. Some days are going to be tougher, but you stick to it. And each day, if you're mindful of, of what you're feeling in your body, you're able to to overcome that and and play those waves and realize you know the days that i'm feeling low that's not that's not bad that's not your fault you're not a horrible person for that it is being. what it is yeah i'm a human being and i'm meant to feel emotions are meant to be felt like it's not they're there for a reason these are human like fear anger rage sadness shame all these are emotions that we're going to feel uh, whether we went through shame or guilt, what we would have gone in, whether it's our own or if it's someone else's or if it's some other that happened maybe when you were in, start in grade four. You know, it, these are emotions. And, and going to the point of the brain, it's like people say, well, why does it, why, why are we, why, if we know there is a difference, why is it firing up the same way? It's because unfortunately, our, our, we're working with an ancient brain that, that evolved over time, but it's separate from, we have three brains. So that is working and they're speaking to each other. So, but it's got its own sort of way to, because we need it in order for us to survive. It's just that, remember that the mind doesn't care about context, the content, I should say. It doesn't care about that. It doesn't know what time era we're in. It just knows that this is how it was built. And this was the ancient brain that we're still working with still. It's part of us and it's needed because we need it to survive. There are times where we need to run where we need to help ourselves, we need to stand up and we need to fight. It's, it's needed. So we can't say, oh, we don't need to use that anymore because we're not in a jungle or we're not in the savanna. Absolutely not. Because we have other dangers of people that are, of, of things that are just also very harmful for us. You know, if we're like in situations where we have to, we're, we're in a toxic area where it, there's toxic, we need to run out of there. So we don't get that in our bodies. If we're in a situation where we're in abusive, where someone's going to hurt us, we have to know how to get out. The survival that we've been through served us. As a child, me being on guard and me always having the anger and standing up for myself, that served me. It's it, like I thank my inner child for that. I thank that part of my life. I'm not angry with it. 
I'm not feeling sorry for myself because I needed that for me to survive that phase in my life. Because if I didn't, then I could have been molested. I could have been raped. I was very close to it. These things happen to people and their instincts step in and they know, even as a child, you know, this is not right. Don't come near me. And it served me. And every day I am grateful for it. So I walk side by side with my fear. And I say, thank you. You served me really, really well. You blanketed me, but now we're good. So you, you can do, be okay. We are good. You reminded, but it's a part of me. Mm-hmm. My, my reptile is a part of me. And it's going to, but you're, you're controlling when it steps in and when you can control it to come down. And so often we let our, let our fear take control because, because our brains are wired to protect us from being eaten by tigers. Let's keep that example. I love tigers. Um, it's, it's also so much easier for our brains to go to a place of um, all of the bad things that can happen. So I love the journaling questions that you bring where you're asking yourself, okay, let's bring to light all of those fears. What is the thing that can happen? Let's shine some light on that so we can stare that monster in the face and realize it's not as big and scary as you think it is. Yeah, and when you stare it, it's like you almost become the observer and that's, it's not you. You do not become associated to it. The journaling is a modality. I, I, I love journaling. It's a healing modality, the same as breathing, you know, the same as dancing. You know, when, journaling is one way to dump all that and be able to be the observer and saying, let's have this conversation. You know, the journaling questions, are, it's just you see it as a question, but they are so powerful because these are questions specifically designed to tap into the subconscious so that it can actually work with you and say, yeah, you know what, you're right. Because you're in control of it. You are the manager for it. You are the manager of all of this, you know. You know, and then our manager above us, our wholeness that comes in that supports us with that. But it cannot support if you don't want it. You're resisting it. It's like, okay, we're going to help you because you wanted free will when I created you. You wanted that free will. So what do you want me? What do you need from me? What do you need? What do you want? These questions, you hear them thrown around all the time. Is They're literally legitimate. What do you want? We can't, we can't head in a direction. We can't make the change we want in the world if we don't actually identify what that change is. Yeah, and all a map and expect yes, it to show us where that. to go if we don't know where we want to go in the end. Even Dora the Explorer knows where she wants to go. <laughs> the map. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and it's also a practice of um, not only protecting yourself and, and recognizing your own strengths, but it's a, it's an exercise of opening the doors of your life and letting that good stuff in. Because if our brains are wired to come up with things that are scary and things to protect us, and that's where it wants to go naturally, we have the ability to change those thoughts and to start saying, all right, if for every one negative thought you're going to come up with, I'm going to consciously come up with three positive things. Because if you really just look at your life, you can do that. And then you can start tipping those scales in your favor and realizing, as you say, that evidence is there. That evidence for strong and resilient is there all around you. You've done it before. You you just have to remember, oh yeah, I did that. I learned. And, and then that. and then also looking in the moment. Oh my God. Okay. So even like when, with, with everything that's happening, people losing their jobs now with, with what's happening in the world, uh, a lot of people being laid off. It's like, okay, so what's working for me? You know, like right now, I, 
there's for the next month, at least I've got some sort of whatever back pay that's coming in. I know a solution. It's like really literally staying, okay, let me think about the next two weeks. And then we'll, as we go through, okay, now I can plan for the next two. It's like, we go all the way to the end and we get, we come, that's it. I'm going to die. Yeah. That's like, it's like, okay, let's step back and the journaling, those questions coming out. Okay. What's working for me? What's the evidence that's happening right now for me? What's the fact? The fact is, okay. So the next, and then you put action plans with it. So you actually go, okay, so I have this, I have this. And I talked about getting you tapping into your resources. Those are your action plans. So I'm going to call Unemployment Canada, look and see what I'm able to do. How much time do I have where they can support me? You know, I'm going to contact, you know, like a resource where, if the, you know, where I can start creating my resume. It's like you're almost telling the brain that we have a solution. Mm-hmm. That's all the brain wants. It just wants to know, do you know what you're doing? Are we going to be, are we going to live tomorrow? Like, yo, so you're doing this work by journaling and telling it, I got you. Don't worry. We have actually, it's like whether it happens tomorrow, what the answers will be from those people. It doesn't matter. It's just like, I know these are, the, it almost calms you. You're just saying, okay, now I know what to do now. What I'm going to hear, I'm hoping for the best, but know that it's all going to work out for me. And that happens, doesn't happen overnight do the take the advantage now to start now building that because that actually taps into other things in your life i'm telling you when people have survived wars have survived abuse have survived deaths losses uh you know and they and they pick themselves up it's not that it's impossible it's not impossible but when we stay in that state too long where we're just like broken and there's no answers to it that's where it becomes a bit of that's where suffering comes in and the body doesn't care that you need that time to just you know it just it it has to do what it needs to do in there so right at the moment your your digestive system is shut your blood is not flowing it's actually like stagnant you're getting inflammation so you're not you're doing more damage than good so thinking about what are you doing to your body and is it worth it so you are entitled to feel what you need to feel and then let's move now. Let's now pick ourselves up and move and these tools will do that for you. Yeah, it's and like recognizing in the moment that yeah. the body is feeling what it's feeling, your emotion is what it is and, and taking that time to feel it mm-hmm. and then say thank you, for, like thank your body for giving you that emotion because your emotion is insight. Yeah. And I love that you mentioned, um, you talk about resiliency as an emotion. And that way we can tap into it that way and go, you know what? I am feeling, I'm feeling strong today because I know I can overcome this. Yeah. Just having that, that time to go, thank you for having that emotion and thank you for guiding me. Now yeah. it's my turn to, to move forward. Yeah. And, 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 and if it feels so hard, call somebody, yeah. get the help you need, call the, get the support. Get the support because it, it's out there for you because sometimes you may need that helping hand, especially if it's new for you. I get support even till today. I have my own coach that works with me. And I'm talking coach for mindset just to make sure that because my life as it evolves, as I go through changes, it's painful. Fears are coming up, you know, whether I'm feeling vulnerable and, and, and limiting beliefs are coming up. Okay, I know these are all part of my own creation but I don't know how I need someone to make, to give it, to make it make sense to me. Yeah. 
someone who can give me and, and answer the questions maybe I may need. So not only answer my own question, but actually get them to trigger it and help me bring that out. And that's why, why coaching is such a big, big thing for people now. People are seeing it. It's massive in the, in the, in North America, in the States, uh, and I, we're noticing it here. And it's, it's a beautiful thing. Even therapy, people are now seeing it. They're not, in, they're not ashamed of it. They go and get the help. They go see a chiropractor. Our healers, our chiropractors, our homeopaths, are all also people of the mind. They help you with that as well because it, they all go hand in hand. And I love that our medi- our, in, the, in our, in our uh, medical industry now, they're now seeing the, 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 the connection. And, 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 he, and these doctors are going out there and doing this, getting this value for themselves so they can help their patients. I worked with naturopaths. I worked even doctors that are in family clinics will sit there and actually give you other resources and help you and say, you know what, other than you know, the conventional way, but also, okay, these are things you can do with self-care. And I love that. I love that, that people are connecting that now. And uh, there's so much resources. I don't feel you're alone in it, that if it's hard for you to even look at these tips and say, okay, it's easier said than done, no problem, get the help. Get someone to kind of guide you into that sort of phase, out of that, so that we can, they can kind of hold your, be beside you and say, okay, these are, this, is how you, this is how you can get it done. Yeah, Just, and also recognizing that you no matter where you are on that journey, you can still give back to your communities and give back to your, your friends and your family by being that listener, by being, and by recognizing that you play an important role in other people's lives, you can reach out and you can help your community in that way. Yes. You figure out what your evidence of success is and what your evidence of resiliency is share those lessons with your friends and your family and help shine light by being that role model, by leading on that journey. Um, And that way other people will start to go like, Oh, well, I saw the way that Sam was shining light on, on that wonderful thing that to me seemed really dark and, and, and horrible, but she, she sees the light in it and maybe I can see light in the things that are difficult in my life too. And it'll be that ripple effect. It is be able to make massive impact on the people around us. Yeah, and it's because it's vibration too, right? So energy, quantum physics, again, we're going to go into, and that's a whole different topic in itself. But I love when you said about how we transform. This work doesn't only just stop at, oh, I need to embrace this change. Okay, it stops there. No, it actually creates this resilience in your body where you now become a server. You contribute. Uh, a lot of people, like if you look at anyone who's a healer or a coach or a doctor, they've actually have a story. They went through some suffering in their life, like that dropped them to their knees and it brought them up and now they're serving their community by sharing what they went through, what worked for them. And uh, these are all things I'm doing. These are all things These are not coming from my butt <laughs> these are, or a book. Um, actually, these are things I practice regularly. I journal every day. Even if I come up and I just brain dump and, 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 I, and I, I, I meditate, some days I don't feel like meditate, but I just breathe. I put a pillow be- between my shoulder blades and I lay down and I look up and I just breathe. I love that feeling of opening my heart. If that's enough for me, that's enough and I'm okay with that. And I make sure that I'm constantly present, meaning even when I'm drinking my drink, oh, this tastes really good. Like I'm paying, I'm acknowledging it. I'm acknowledging the food I'm eating. I'm acknowledging, oh, the soap, it's beautiful. And essential oils that I'm putting up. Like, it seems very like, oh my goodness, it's so woo-woo and, and, and like cliche, but it literally becomes a habit. 
it becomes a habit where you almost notice the little, little things. Like the smells, be, your, even your senses become very strong. You smell more than someone else. You, you hear more than someone else. Like you, you, because you practice, you're, you're putting them into practice regularly. Yeah, you can connect to your senses not only when things are difficult um, or, or when things are feeling peaceful. One of my favorite exercises when I'm feeling the, the anxiety rising or I'm, I'm noticing one of my clients, their, their anxiety is rising and we need to, to calm down and we need to find a way to ground ourselves. I like to do an exercise I call the five by five. So what you want to do is you have five senses and you're going to pick a sense and you're going to identify five things of that sense. Oh, yeah, I love that one. <laughs> Sit there. Like at home right now, do it. So identify five things that you can see. And once you've done that, identify five things that you can smell. And after that, five things that you can touch. And you cannot move on until you've identified those five things in that sense. And that way, you are present. You have one focus, and that is to find something in that category before you can move on. And by the time we've gone through that, even if it's just one cycle of five things that you can smell, mm-hmm. by the time you've come to the end of that, it's that, that calming of, of your brain. It's that recognizing we are coming back to that, but I need to come back to that when my brain is fresh and ready so that I can, I can meet that challenge with the best of me, not with fear brain me. Yes, the, large, the brain of solution. The brain. Yes. And that, I love that you brought that up, the five, because that one, what it's doing, actually being in NLP, you, it's actually, there's a reasoning for that. Uh, the, the subconscious works, uh, it's, it's faster than the conscious brain by 0.25 seconds. So that's why you got to do it quickly. It's like almost like you don't even know why you're saying it, but your subconscious is like telling you to say it. So what it's doing, it's basically now taking over so that it, it's, it's calming the nervous system. It's coming. It's like, again, remember, we can't be in a negative. Uh, we can't think negative if we're thinking the positive. That's why gratitude, people say, why is gratitude? People talk about this. So it's because you cannot be talking about positive things and, being an, and think negative thoughts. It, they just can't be doing it at the same time. That's why even if you're not feeling that gratitude, but you know it's an evidence around you, well, you know what? It's, it's evidence. I, I have this beautiful laptop. Okay, I can go that. You know, oh, okay. I paid this off already. Oh, okay. But I'm like, wow, I have so. And then the more you see it, and it's, and it's quick. It's quick because, again, the 2.25 seconds, the subconscious needs to step in and take over. Yeah, I was, I was listening to a study recently that was talking about, it had to do with designer handbags. So it took this, these two groups of people and one group had a ton of knowledge about designer handbags and the other group had absolutely no knowledge of this whatsoever. Yeah. And they were given um, bags that they had to figure out within a certain amount of time whether or not they were real or fake. So with one test, people had 30 seconds. So that gave you enough time to actually examine what's in front of you and to look to actually look for evidence of either or so tapping into your logical brain in that sense and then the other time they ran the test what they did was they gave people like three seconds to answer 
So they had a group of people who had lots of knowledge about handbags and a group of people with not a lot of knowledge about handbags. And the people that had knowledge of handbags had way better answers when they were only given three seconds where they had to rely on that subconscious, on those, that level of information that they've ingrained in their heads over time on a regular basis, like baby steps with journaling and all of that, they've been able to let that information slide down and settle into their subconscious so they can act as a gut response. Yeah. And, and we know like when, when taking tests, multiple choice tests, we all have heard the, the strategy of go with your gut answer. And if that's wrong, go with answer C. Um, yeah. And it's because <laughs> What yeah. if you're studying properly, you're letting that information settle into your subconscious. So if these are true in, in these kinds of cases, how are they not true when it comes to the way that we're looking at life? How is it not true when it comes to our perspective, to our outlook, and to our, our exercising our mental muscles of resilience? Yeah. And I'll add to that is that even when you don't, so the question will come into on top of that is that well, what if the answer wasn't in the subconscious? That I haven't been through that. Like again, you say the experts that don't even know anything about it. So there isn't any programming that's there from before. The subconscious, the way it's designed, is that it doesn't like gaps. So if there's no, remember that line I said is that if you can, if you find a way, and if you cannot make one, that's the subconscious doing that. I'm going to find an answer for you, and I'm going to give it to you. And it's because the subconscious is connected to source. Source communicates through there. And if we let it speak, then we will hear it on a conscious level. So we're going now spirituality now, which is needed because we are mind, body, soul. And even, even on, in psychology, we have Carl Jung, who used to talk about the collective unconscious, where... Just different language. Exactly. It's, the knowledge is out there. Yeah, it's like a live, I can talk and say spirituality, you can say psychology, you can say, oh, the, the, the you know, source, you can call it whatever. It's just a different language you want to use that resonates with you. But the subconscious will find it, it does not leave gaps which means that if you are going in there and trying to get answers in three, but you don't actually have that in your filing system, it will actually put an answer in there. Yeah. And always that answer is coming from source. It's always coming from a higher power. So even if in the littlest things, you trust that. It's like what's a, the first instinct that comes in, what's the answer that comes up? I've worked with women that I don't even need to tell them. They have the answers within themselves. And I just tell them, I want you to take these questions. I want you to journal on them. And then I want you to ask that question and meditate and do not come out of it until you get that answer. And in that you breath, you breathe. So you are quieting the conscious mind. You're breathing and you're allowing, you're allowing the breath to basically not have, to interrupt the conscious thoughts, the thoughts that you've created from coming and interrupting that. But it becomes so easy, it becomes so natural where now, even when I ask, when I'm in a state where I just don't have a solution, I will sit in meditation and I say, I need your guidance. And I connect, to, to, I connect myself and I say that I, I, I'm, I, need, I know my answer is in me. I know it's there. Please help me see it. Boom, it comes. And if it doesn't come instantly, I'll get it in a dream or I'll get... A, that's where we call uh, synchronicities. We notice synchronicities. We're getting answers. And it's amazing because that is, you're not connected to source. You're connected to this wholeness, this universe that we're a part of. We're a piece of that puzzle. That puzzle is not full without you. And if you are in it and gelling with everyone, then you're going to get the answers you need. 
I've, and it, again, we're not talking me or you, we're not talking from our butts. We've done this and we've practiced this and we know that it's truth. There's evidence in our lives that has shown that. You just have to allow it and embrace it and embrace that change to know that it's going to work out for you. And only the and final note on embracing change is when you embrace change, you are allowing yourself to build more tools in your toolbox. Absolutely. You cannot learn it or grow if you're not going to want to take that step. It's a way of coming out of your, your comfort zone, your box, and stepping out slowly. Now, whether some people run out, some people will take one step, it's all good, whatever you feel is good for you. There's no right or wrong there. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so, so, so much for joining us. You're welcome. Oh, that was fantastic. So anyone listening at home, if you want to get in touch with Sombra and you want to follow, you want daily inspiration, you want mindset tips, and you want someone to help you with this journey, definitely jump on Sombra's uh, mailing list. All the links are available on the page somewhere. Check it out take a look, be mindful, be present, look around at what it is. Um, and again, thank you so much for joining us, you guys at home, as well as Sombra, our wonderful, wonderful empowerment coach. Everyone, we'll be back for another session very, very soon. Tune in. We'll see you there. Until next time, you guys, remember, we love you and be excellent to each other. She is such a joy. What a change maker she is. So I hope you can find some inspiration in that talk so you can start embracing change and just going with the flow and living the best life you possibly can live. Because remember, I firmly believe that if we're all inspired to follow our passions and to do uh, to, to give our talents and our skills to the world, then we can really change the world for the better. So let's bounce back, everyone. Let's be resilient. Let's embrace change. If you want to see Sombra's talk or any of the talks from our amazing speakers, you can, you can visit the Mindset and Impact Virtual Summit and get free tickets for the three-day event. Three days of incredible speakers, inspiration, tips on resiliency, and so much more. You can get your tickets for free at leadershipmade.com. That's leadershipmade.com. All right, everyone, I'm going to sign off for this one. It's time to go change the world. Until next time, I'm Coach Molly, Three Pines Leadership. This is the Lifelong Podcast. Until next time, remember, I love you and be excellent to each other.